Well, hello everyone. This is the day that the Lord has made and we shall rejoice and be exceedingly glad in it. I want to welcome you to Wednesday in the Word. This is part six of our dealing with self-discipline. Part six of our dealing with self-discipline. If you would, let's go ahead and get your Bibles and your notes that we might be able to compile what it is that God's giving unto us today especially as it relates to developing self-discipline. In 2 Timothy chapter 1, um, verse 1, or verse 7 rather, 2 Timothy chapter 1, verse 7, it says in the NIV version there, it says, For the Spirit God gave us does not make us timid, but gives us power, love, and um, self-discipline. Yeah. For the spirit God gave us does not make us timid, but gives us power, gives us love and self-discipline. From God's spirit, we get the power to be self-disciplined, which means then that self-discipline comes from God. I do want you to have that in your notes, that self-discipline is not only of God, but it comes from God. The question that we've been wrestling with is how do we tap into that power and strength to develop our self-discipline and apply it in real life in real time? So here's the question again that we've been wrestling with. How do we tap into that power and strength to develop our self-discipline and apply it in real life in real time? In previous lessons, we determined that we needed to, one, set your goals and commit it to God. Set your goals and commit it to God is number one. Number two, stop procrastinating and get started. Stop procrastinating and get started. Number three is be willing to do the necessary work. Number four is to eliminate and avoid distractions. In other words, remove temptation. Now, based on some of the feedback and the questions around number four, which was eliminate and avoid distractions, I, I felt the need to give some special attention to that particular one. Um, if you haven't had the benefit of viewing the previous lessons from this series, then I want to challenge you to uh, go to carolinachurch.org, click messages and watch on our YouTube channel in order to get caught up. Now, many of the questions that became all too common that were being asked over and over again is simply these, you know, how do I overcome distractions? How do I overcome distractions? How can I stop distractions at home? What does the Bible say? about distractions. And lastly, how do I pray against distractions? Webster's Dictionary defines the word distraction as something that directs one's attention away from something else. It's something that directs one's attention away from something else. Distraction can be um, a, a number of things, and allow me to give them to you. Number one, it can be blatant or obvious. That's number one. It can be blatant or obvious. Number two, it can be subtle. A distraction can be unavoidable, number three. And then lastly, or number four, is distractions could be good, good distractions. 
Um, I think it's important for us to note that distractions can come from all angles in ways we least expect from people we don't expect at times we aren't expecting. These distractions can end up costing us time, happiness, peace, relationships, money, and success. Distractions can come in the form of people, in the form of things, specific places or environments. Circumstances can come in the form of thoughts or in the form of temptation. The Bible clearly gives unto us at least five things that can be outlined as distractions. Number one is the carnal things of the world. That's number one, the carnal things of the world. Number two, our fleshly desires. Number three, our thoughts. Number four, other people. And then number five are our circumstances. Now, I think it's important for you to note that not everyone is distracted by the same things. It's important for us to hold on to that. Not everybody is distracted by the same things. And as you can see, regardless of what the source of the distraction is, they are inevitable. So what can we do to ensure we're not only ready for them when they come, but to even know how to overcome them as well. Let's tackle today, let's tackle how to overcome distractions. How do we overcome distractions? Listen, regardless of what your goals or your plans, whether they are spiritual, physical, financial, or personal, these tools that I'm about to give to you, I believe will help you to stay focused and to overcome distractions along the way. Okay, here's number one. Number one, if we're going to overcome, if we're going to overcome distractions, if we're going to overcome them, number one, we need to identify what distracts you. We want to identify what distracts you. I can't say it enough. I want to make sure you get this down. Number one, it's simple, but it's so important. Identify what is it that distracts you? Yeah, we have to start by identifying specifically what it is that distracts us. As I mentioned earlier, not everybody is distracted by the same things. In Hebrews chapter 12, verse 1, Hebrews 12, verse 1, it says this, Therefore, since we are surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses, let us throw off everything that hinders and the sin that so easily entangles and let us run with perseverance the race marked out for us. In order to fix the problem, we have to identify the problem. Come on. If we're going, if we're going to um, I, I, I overcome distractions, we're going to have to identify what distracts us because in order to fix the problem, we got to be able to identify the problem. You cannot fix what you will not face. We do this by identifying everything that hinders or distracts us from our goals. 
If, if it's TV, if it, if it, is it, you know, is it TV? Is it TV? Is it electronics? Is it um, social media? Is it our spouse? Is it our significant other? Is it laziness? Is it lack of zeal? Is it lack of zeal? Is it clutter? Is it coworkers? Is it background noise? Is, is it hunger? Or even having too many tasks at one time? Even if you have to do an audit on how you spend your time weekly, you need to determine what is distracting you and causing you to be unproductive. All right. So number one is we got to identify. We have to identify what distracts you. Here's number two. Number two, you then have to eliminate whatever distractions you can. Now, I want you to get this. You've got to eliminate whatever distractions you can. Not all distractions are physical things. But once you identify what your distractions are, start by eliminating the ones that you can. When it comes to spiritual growth, the Bible tells us that we simply need to get rid of some things. We've got to eliminate some things. The Bible is clear, y'all, that there are some things that we need to get rid of. If you look at Ephesians chapter 4, verse 31, in Ephesians chapter 4, verse 31, uh, we're told, here's what it says, get rid of all bitterness, rage, and anger, brawling, and slander, along with every form of malice. Well, in the same way that we need to start getting rid of things that distract us or, or things that we saw listed in this particular passage, y'all, it's the same thing for us in terms of getting rid of things that distracts us. If your goal is to lose weight, then you're going to need to get rid of the junk food. If you're distracted by the television, you've got to unplug it. Turn the cell phone off. Anything that's physically stealing your focus, get rid of it. If it's stealing your focus, get rid of it. Now, y'all, we, we, we're intentionally seeking to make sure that we're talking about how to overcome distractions. If, 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 it's, if it's a distraction, we have to get rid of it. Anything that is physically stealing your focus needs to be dealt with or at least turned off or put it away while you are working towards your goal. If certain people or places are a distraction, avoid them. You, may you, may you might need to temporarily block some friends that constantly keep texting you throughout the day. You may have to stop hanging out with your negative cousin. You might have to stop <laughs> going to the store if it's going to distract you from sticking to your budget. All right. So we got to identify what distracts you. That's number one. Number two, eliminate whatever distractions you can. But then here's our third one. You've got to change your environment. You're going to have to change your environment. If we're going to overcome distractions, you're going to have to be willing to change your environment. Sometimes to overcome distractions, we have to change the environment. Now, this could mean staying where you are 
but making some changes and or adjustments to your current environment in order to make it a distraction-free zone. If you're doing your workouts at home, you probably don't want to do it in the family room with the super comfortable reclining chair or couch. There are other times when changing your environment could literally mean going to a different place altogether. In order to be more productive, you might have to remove yourself from your current environment. It, it, it's interesting, you all, that Jesus clearly illustrates this for us in Mark's gospel in chapter 1, verse 5. He says in Mark 1, verse 35, he says this. He says, uh, very early in the morning, while it was still dark, Jesus got up, left the house, and went off to a solitary place where he prayed. Wow. Jesus got up early in the morning, left the house, went off to a solitary place. He changed his environment. And it was there where he began to focus on the assignment and he prayed. I, I want to suggest if you need peace and quiet, you may have to change your environment. If you need to free your mind to allow your thoughts to flow, you, you take a walk. Or, or go for a drive. If you need advice, you may, may need to go visit a like-minded person or a mentor where you can get positive feedback and support. All right? So if we're going to overcome distractions, number one, we have to identify what distracts you. Number two, eliminate whatever distractions you can. Number three, change your environment. But then here's number four. Number four is that you're going to have to have a daily task list. You're going to have to have a daily task list. Even if you are opposed to making a list or having a schedule, it is unavoidable if you want to truly stay on task and accomplish your goals. In Colossians chapter 3, um, verse 23, there's a verse that helps us to see how we ought to view every task that we embark upon. Here's what it says. Whatever you do, work at it with all your heart as working for the Lord, not for human masters. In other words, you all, once we set a goal to accomplish, we need to do everything we can to get it done. And when you work at something with all your heart as if working for God, that includes putting in some effort every day to get to that goal. Let, let me give you a few ideas for um, tackling your task list. Number one, I want you to realize you can't conquer everything in a day. Now, I want you to have a daily task list that will help you to overcome distractions, but I need you to realize you cannot conquer everything on that list in a day. It helps to break things down into smaller, more attainable daily tasks. All right. Number two, um, you, you might want to tackle hard tasks first. So you can get them out of the way when your energy level is optimum. You, you, you feel so much better when the tasks that you least want to do 
are behind you. Number three, always set a time limit or deadline. Something that should only take an hour should not take you all day to complete. Never confuse being busy with being productive. We can fill our days looking busy by doing stuff that doesn't matter or is a waste of time. That's not productivity. However, a good solid hour of time focused on something that gets you closer to your goal is true productivity. All right. So, hey, pastor, how, how do we overcome distractions? Number one, identify what distracts you. Number two, eliminate whatever distractions you can. Number three, change your environment. Number four, have a daily task list. Number five, monitor your thoughts. You got to monitor your thoughts. You're going to have to monitor your thoughts. So often um, we are our own biggest distractions. Sometimes you all, it's what's going on inside of our heads that's stealing our focus. I want to say that again for you. Sometimes it's what's going on inside our heads that is stealing our focus. Stress and worry and anxiety, insecurity, fear, doubt, anger, or frustration can easily set in and distract us. We have to constantly monitor our thoughts and our feelings to ensure that we are focused and staying positive. Negative thoughts can be detrimental in so many ways. Not only will it steal our focus, but it also leads to physical issues as well, like headaches and sickness and fatigue and depression and other things. Now, I need you all to know this. External ex distractions are one thing. External distractions are one thing. But it's those internal distractions that if we don't get a handle on them, can literally cause us the most harm. External dis distractions is one thing, but those internal, see, I can handle the external because I can remove myself from that. But how do you remove yourself from yourself? The internal distractions are things that we're going to have to monitor. We're going to have to really mind our mind. This is why it's very important as believers to spend time reading God's word daily. In Isaiah chapter 26, verse 3, here's what it tells us. It says, thou will keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on thee because he trusteth in thee. If we stay focused on God by reading his word and talking to him daily, constantly in prayer, he can help to free our minds from negative mental distractions. All right. Now, let me let me give you number six. Let me give you number six. I'll do my best. I'm trying to get through all of these today. But if I don't, we'll pick up here next week. But allow me to give you number six. Number six is I need you to reaffirm your goals daily. If we're going to overcome distractions. We're going to have to reaffirm our goals daily. 
A big part of staying focused and overcoming distractions is reaffirming your goals daily. Pastor, listen, why pastor? See, if we lose sight of what we are aiming for, we set ourselves up to fail before we even get started. And this is where affirmations and lists and um, post-it notes and vision boards and writing on the mirror and placing things on the refrigerator. This is where those things come into play because having a visual reminder in front of us daily helps to shift our focus back to where it should be when we do get distracted. A great illustration of, of this is found in um, an Old Testament passage in the Deuteronomy chapter six, um, specifically around verses six through nine. And when you get to Deuteronomy chapter six in the Old Testament, look at verse six, if you will, and there you're gonna find where Moses was teaching the Israelites about the importance of learning the word of God. Now, I want you to see this, and, and, and here's what Moses says right there in Deuteronomy. It's what it says. Moses says to them, um, these commandments that I give you today are to be on your hearts. Mm. Impress them on your children. Talk about them when you sit at home and when you walk along the road, when you lie down and when you get up. Tie them as symbols on your hands and bind them on your foreheads. Write them on the door frames of your houses and on your gates. Listen, you all, here's what's happening here. The Israelites as a nation had one main goal and that goal was to serve God. A big part of accomplishing that goal was to learn and obey his word, to learn and obey his word, to learn and obey his word, and to ensure that they wouldn't forget it. What Moses does, he instructed them specifically on how to go about learning God's word and how not to forget it. So Moses told them, watch what he tells them. Moses told them to talk about God's command whenever they went to tie, um, 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 sit at the table. I want you to, I want you to specifically Talk about the commands of God. When you all come together, talk about it. And then he says, I want you to tie them as symbols on your hands and put it on your forehead. And I want you to write them, the commands, on the doorframe. In other words, I want you to set up reminders all around with all the distractions we will encounter, we'll have to constantly remind ourselves of what our goals are. Moses says, listen, this is what I, he has given these instructions to the Israelites and he's telling them, this is what I need you all to do so that you can remember and eliminate the distractions. I want to suggest to you today who are listening with all of the distractions we'll be, that we'll have to encounter, we will have to constantly remind ourselves of what our goals are. Constantly remind ourselves of that. We've got to be mindful that those goals need to be affirmed daily. They got to be affirmed daily. They have to be affirmed daily.